Hi and hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Somerset Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Fogler, joined as always by Miss Wagner. How are you doing today? It's a great day. It's Friday, right before finals. It's exciting. It's getting close there. So today we have a special guest, Miss Jacobs. We talked about you last episode. We had it's Hudson good. on. Uh, I couldn't believe he's only in a seventh grade. How are you doing today? I am exhausted. Can't wait for the weekend. It's been a long week. So I'm... <laughs> I'm I, I just right away, I have to ask this because Elf, the play, absolutely amazing. You did, I can't even ex- tell you how amazing it was and how fun it was. Um, I went to it numerous times. My son loved it. I know Miss Wagner loved it too. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you guys pick that specific that you were doing Elf? How does that even come up? So it's really important to me to choose, especially at a place where we're at right now building the program, it's very important to me to choose a play that is going to appeal to our entire Somerset audience. Mm-hmm. I want to choose something that's recognizable. You know, Elf the movie, everyone knows it, everyone loves it, everyone loves Will Ferrell, um, so that's a lot of fun. And then I want to choose something that adults are going to have an enjoyable experience, um, as well as our students, all the way down to, to small children. And, and smart. pretty much every smart. episode was sold out. I mean, it was oh, yeah. packed. Yeah. I thought the last night I was like, oh, there won't be that many people. We had to add extra chairs. Like, it was absolutely amazing. And that's a credit to you. So from the administration, thank you so much. You did absolutely amazing. Thank you. That's a lot of work that's behind that. And it's obvious. As we're watching, we went Thursday night Mm -hmm. to the opening night. Mm -hmm. And I'm just watching, like, oh, my gosh, the amount of work just in transitions alone to make it as seamless as possible. I mean, I know what it's like to prepare for games, matches, and that's a tremendous, but to get that in front of everybody, that was so impressive. That was awesome. And there's just so many factors. And like we were talking about before we started talking about this, like how much leadership these kids are having. I mean, kids are in charge of lights. Kids are in charge of the recording. Kids are in charge in the back. Mm-hmm. Kids are making the decision. So it really goes into that level of like students leading, which is what we want to create in the leader in me at the school. Um, so how did you get to Somerset? Let's start at like the very beginning. Like, where'd you go to college? Sure. How'd you decide you were going to do this? Okay. Uh, I went to college in California. I was a theater major, um, started off, at, off as an actor and I do musical theater. So, uh, thought I was going to be a musical theater actor, went to a small school in California, um, in Bakersfield where I grew up. And the benefit with working in Bakersfield is because it was a small school, I didn't get tracked specifically into musical theater. So you have to take everything. You've got to take stagecraft. You've got to take design. You take acting one. You take voice. You take stage management. You take directing. So I got to dabble in a little bit of everything. And uh, I went in as as an actor and came out as a lighting designer and a stage manager. So um, after college where I also met my husband, who also went in as an actor and came out as a lighting designer. And special shout out to him because he also helped out oh at gosh. the night. Like it he was helping putting everything very away. very beneficial to be married to somebody who knows what he's doing in the audio and sound <laughs> world. For sure. So um, I, I love teaching. I've taught gymnastics forever. And so um, it was very natural to me to go into teaching. And I thought I was going to teach drama. There were no drama teachers uh, positions available. I taught English, fell in love with English. Long story short, taught middle school English for a long time, moved here to Nevada. What brought you to Nevada? Um, we started an online business and we're making some money. We literally gave ourselves a raise by coming here because there was no state income tax. But I told my husband, I said, listen, if we're going to move to Las Vegas, we're going to do what, or you at least, are going to go to to do what we went to school to do. So he right. now is a production manager and director of audiovisual 
um, down on the strip. So oh, sweet. like lights and sound and directing mm-hmm. is what he does for a living. Yeah. Um, I ended up at Somerset, uh, by the grace of God, honestly, um, there was a fourth grade position available in January and I was kind of tired of being a stay at home mom and, uh, long story short, here I am and moved over to middle school a couple years later because that's where my heart is. I just love middle schoolers. They're weird and wonderful and taught English for a little while. Finally, after years of saying, you know, I have a theater background, Mr. Esplin finally said, oh, you know what? Let's put you in there. So I've been teaching drama now for three years and I love it. I absolutely, my favorite part about it is I can still teach the English language standards in a way that, you know, is more relatable to kids. I have such an awesome experience with kids, especially kids with special needs who typically don't do well academically. All of a sudden they're thriving in, in drama class. And mm-hmm. I, I'll get their teachers, specifically special ed teachers saying, Hey, what, what the heck are you doing with these kids? And I'm like, listen, they, they can read. Um, And they can analyze and they understand character and they can develop um, character and they can understand because it's fun and it's engaging. And I put the leadership on them. I really get the opportunity to be a facilitator in what we do. So um, started teaching drama. Then we hit a pandemic. That was really fun. Uh, Yeah, I never, ever, ever, ever (laughs) want to have to teach drama online again. No. So gratefully, now that we're last year, I felt like we were still building, trying to build castles on shifting sand. And it, it was rough. I almost I would gander that last year was harder than online because I just it was like, give a little, take a little, give a little, take a little. So this year we had the energy. Kids were ready. Parents were ready. The community was ready. And I said, we're going to hit it big. And so I decided to start with the musical and I knew it was going to be a big feat, but I knew it was kind of a now or never. And I wanted to set that bar super high. And I think we did it and we reached it and we exceeded it. And now I feel like we're set up to do anything we want from here on out. And I'm excited. I agree. Last year was, is probably one of the toughest years we've experienced. I got to meet Marcy Wynn my first year, five years ago, when she was teaching ELA, but she was also our RTI. And we were working, she was doing RTI, and those kids grew, 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 grew. So you've been an amazing teacher here. Um, I was excited when we were able to bring theater to the high school, at least for, you know, being at the high school part of it. Um, And and we have, we've seen changes. We need a bigger facility. I'm just going to put the plug out there. Please, we need a bigger facility for performing arts because we're running out of room. Marcy's running out of room. She needs more space. She needs to be able to create things. We just need a bigger facility. Yeah, and not just me, but the other performing yeah. artists as well. You know, and I talked to uh, some of the board members last year. I talked to uh, Gary McLean over at Academica and said, "Hey, what do we need to do?" And he said, "You just you need to prove that you deserve to be here." Yeah. And so that's something that we've been really passionate about yeah. as a performing arts department is we want to be competitive with other magnet schools mm-hmm. or you know p- kids that have school choice and they want to they want to perform and they're talented. We have incredibly talented kids. We want to give them the space that they deserve. Yeah. And I, and I can't tell you how many students and parents have come up to me and said, what an amazing job you are doing. Yep. And in it, like just from the energy of the kids, I've, I've always believed that, especially in the discipline world is like the more active, the more they feel like they belong, the less discipline you have, the better relationships that you build. And like you do such an amazing job because the kids love your class. They love the environment. They love the play. They were so proud of themselves. I had, I don't know, 
30 or 40 different students come up to me and invite me and say, are you coming to the, and I, yeah, and I'll be up there and I'm doing this. And they're so excited and they're so ready to go. I'm always impressed. And I, I don't even know if I mentioned this when we had Hudson on, but I'm always impressed by how they memorize the lines because it's like so seamless and he just does such an amazing job. My favorite part in the play, and it's a favorite part in the movie, is when it's the world's best coffee. And in the movie where she drinks it, she's like, what is that? And she's like, it's a terrible cup of coffee. And then he goes, no, no. And he points to the sign. It's yeah. the world's best. And when he, Hudson said it, he was so energetic. I really thought I was listening to Will Ferrell. And I was like, I did too. That he was impressive. just so amazing. How do you pick the cast? Like, how does that oh. process work? You know, uh, so it's a little bit of a leap of faith. I, I have to. So when I decided to do this play, I had certain individuals in mind. You, you, as a director, it would be really stupid to go, you know, try to do something when you have nobody in that space. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, that quite frankly, the individual that I kind of had in mind for Buddy didn't end up auditioning. He was doing other things. He's a he's an actor in town and um, was doing other things. And I was like, oh shoot, I hope a Buddy shows up. <laughs> and so this play is gonna be weird. Well, you know, I gotta tell you. And so. When um when when Hudson I don't know if he told you this on his podcast he didn't audition for Buddy he did tell yeah us he that. did yeah. tell us that yeah so he's like I really want to be Michael well I I have to be mindful of ages and heights and also there's so right, many right, gajillion right. factors and I already had I had some other younger Michaels in 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 plan and I said you know that's fine you can read for Michael but I really want you to read for Buddy and he was he, I don't think he felt worthy of the role you know yeah. he's brand new he's in seventh grade seventh grade and yeah. um and so uh and he's well spoken. Like his he's an adult. I he, paused. I yeah. was like, wow, wait, are you in high school? You're in seventh grade? He, and he's impressive. just the nicest kid. Just yeah. the nicest. They're all amazing. Like, we really have lucked out. And uh, um, I don't know if it's because we're brand new and so they don't have those egos built yet. We'll see what happens in a few years. See, that but... amazes me because, like, there is no way I could get up on a stage and perform something like that. I've played in front of 10,000. That's been the biggest audience I've played volleyball in front of. Not a sweat. I didn't care less. It was awesome. But if I had to get up on that stage, I would die. Like, I would die. I tried out for Sound and Music in high school. I didn't try out. I got to the tryouts, and I went, and I'm out. You got nervous. It is scary. And it so is. the way we run That's auditions, um, I, I try to workshop it first. So I provide them some coaching first. We learn the song. We learn the choreography. I let them take home the the, the script that they want to read for their parts. So they have some time to prepare because yeah. I share this story all the time, and I, I think I'll share it now, is in high school I auditioned um, – from Midsummer Night's Dream, and I had in mind the role I wanted to audition for, so I was in, in I was prepared for a particular role. I was going to audition for Hermia, and the director said, no, I want you to audition for Puck. You're a gymnast, and Puck is like, you know, this flighty fairy, and we want you to do flips and stuff. I wasn't ready for Puck. Yeah. And Shakespeare, I don't know if you've noticed, but it's a little difficult, it's and I'm, a, I'm actually a really bad reader. People don't know that about me. It's why I'm wow. a really good reading teacher because I'm a I was a bad reader in high school. So, um, I was the I was that student that you know when your teacher would go around the room and you'd popcorn read, you'd count okay which paragraph am I on, and I would I would practice that paragraph because I was so sweat. scared. And yeah. so to get up there and read Shakespeare cold, oh. I bombed. No, it thank was. You. It was the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. Finally, my drama teacher put me out of my misery and was like, okay, then that's good enough. And so for me, it's very important for these kids to be prepared because yeah. cold reading is scary. So I do give them the opportunity to practice. Um, I do give them the opportunity to, uh, to audition for a role that they want, but I also say, listen, I, I think that you would be good in this role. I want to steer them into a direction. Mm -hmm. um, the gal that played Deb, Sam Harry, Samantha Harry, 
Gosh, she is. And in fact, the kids have said if if they if they turned uh, Elf the Musical into a Hollywood movie, we would want Samantha Harry to play Deb because nobody does the better Deb she voice. She did do a great you know, job. Buddy the Elf. You know, she's yeah. just so energetic. Oh, yeah. But she almost didn't audition because she didn't think she could sing. Right. And and so we talked about that. I said, you you can sing. And guess what? There's other roles that aren't as singy. You don't have to sing to be in a musical all the time. And everybody has their gifts and everybody has their strengths. And we can strengthen the weaknesses and we can really, you know, go over the top with those strengths. And so it was very important to me to play to those strengths. So when all these kids show up to auditions, um, I want to see them in lots of different spaces. Right, right. And typically in musical theater, we have less boys than girls show up. It just is the nature of, of how it works. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same kind of in the dance world. And mm-hmm. um, thankfully, we had enough boys. We were able to double cast the roles of Walter Hobbs as well as Santa Claus. And then we ended up casting Michael Hobbs, who is the 12-year-old brother, as two girls. Haley Jacobs and Penny Beerstead were able to play those roles um, because... You know, the script will tell you it should be a, a, a boy whose voice hasn't changed. And and so you think, well, I wonder, can we make it a girl? And so we even play with that. Do we want to make Michael Michaela, you know, and make right, it a right. girl? Or do we put the wig on these girls and play it as boys? And reading the script and really understanding the message um, that comes through the musical and how Walter relates to his sons, we decided to make um, Michael a boy. Uh, played by these two girls, and they did a fabulous job. In fact, I had a friend who knows Haley. She goes to our church, did not know Haley was playing Michael. Came up to me and said, that Michael Hobbs was awesome. I said, that was my daughter. (laughs) And she was like, no, it wasn't. Well, I have two uh, questions for you. (laughs) One, do you think that your daughter's going to follow in your footsteps? You know, she's got her own footsteps, but she loves musical theater. She's kind of finding her way. She loves cheerleading. We have a great cheer program here at Sky Point. Um, But, yeah, she does does love musical theater. Awesome. Two, if you had to cast Fogler in one of those roles for Elf, what character would he be in? Why? Was Hulk Hogan in it? No. Stop. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Listen. Stop. The Rock. No. I think <laughs> Fogler would have made a great fake Santa Claus. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh. Right? Yeah. How's I could have been. How's your I'd New be Jersey the, accent? I, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever tried oh, to do it. I didn't expect that. Question. I didn't expect that. I had to. I'd write that in my notes. Um, the, uh, I do want to highlight something, though, because yeah. of everything you just talked about with the kids. And we talk about these 13 trust behaviors. And I know you mentioned this before about extending trust. You just said such a perfect plug for how these kids trust you and how you trust them. Because it shows, like, you have to trust that they're going to have the lights. You have to trust that they're going to come perform. You have to trust they're going to practice and they're going to remember their lines. And they trust you. So it just shows, like, another one of those pieces that how great and how amazing you are. So five years from now, is it – gonna still be theater is it gonna be something else are you trying to do something else like what is the future oh, yeah for you personally so you know i love to build it's just i i don't know if it's my entrepreneur's spirit or what it is but i love to build and it's why i enjoy doing rti and because i think that it's i think it's really powerful to watch kids realize their potential. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love to build. Um, So I have a student who graduated from uh, last year who is going to UNLV. She wants to be a drama teacher. And in my mind, it's like, ooh, maybe she could come apprentice and then take my spot when I, here's here's what's gonna happen. We're putting it out in the universe. May it be manifest is, uh, you know, we have a Somerset High School. We have a conservatory that's that's competitive with schools like LVA. Mm -hmm. And uh, I am the assistant principal over the conservatory. You know, like the, the, cause I think that that, 
it's really important that administration, and I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for the administration here at Somerset. It's super important to have an admin that is supportive of the arts because it can die. And, um, and I, I talk about trust, Mr. Esplin, particularly you and you guys in general, just trust. You trust us in the performing arts department. You trust that Mr. DeFord and and uh, Coach Phillips and and Miss Gifford and Mr. Sanchez um, and Miss Miles are able to do what we do. And Miss um, Fulmer. And Miss Fulmer, yeah, because we are uh, quite frankly, we're pretty good at what we do. Yeah, you are. And so thank you for trusting us mm-hmm. to build a program that is going to be, mark my words competitive with other arts schools in the valley you know we uh we flew to i don't know how many years ago it was but we flew to florida and we watched their conservatory and we sat there and said this is what we want in nevada it's just a matter of we need to have a facility to do such because you're all, you're limited in your facilities and it has been a juggle especially when it comes to Space. november December, to try to figure out how to manage both the performing arts as well as the activities and find space because like, no, you can't do this. No, you can't do this. And, and they feel like, I, sometimes I feel like I'm the no person, but I'm not, I'm not. Um, <laughs> but we're trying to juggle facilities. Yeah, absolutely. And, so and it's it, hard, it's it, hard. Yeah, I mean, that was our whole thing when we had our um, silent night with the basketball mm-hmm. and we had the flag football. Is like, mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of places for people to go. We're in a big high school. They have an, a gym and then they have an, like another gym. Mm-hmm. They have an auxiliary gym. They have different spaces that they have where it's here. It's just like you have to work with what, but it's funny you said about Mr. Espen because when I told him about this podcast and I had this idea, I thought there was going to be like parameters because every time I've ever done a podcast at the school, even with Dr. Phil Cabbage, who I've talked about on my podcast before, um, it's always like trust, but like, Hey, <laughs> Fogler's crazy. He'll do some wild things, but Esplin has not done any of that. He is so he trusting. Know you quite well, and you are crazy, and you do wild things, and perhaps he should have been put. Not us together. Whoa, 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 whoa! Not us together. I think we both decided that it was like I can't believe that this podcast is still going on. Some episodes, I'm like, oh wait, did I? I play it back in my head. Usually after I posted it for like a week, and I'm like, oh wait, oh well, it's too late now. Like, what are we gonna do? So yeah, I was um, walking down the hall the other day. And a kid sat me and goes, I just listened to your podcast. Man, that was hilarious. That, <laughs> that, and it's like, oh, thank you. I mean, we just threw that together. Like, you, yeah. you started it. Yeah. Like, we just started throwing stuff together. And it's been awesome to have different yeah. guests on. Yeah, it's like the, variety. it's the dynamic thing that you can create. So, like, Dr. Phil Cabbage had Christy Ford, who Christy Ford's the principal of um, Cadwalder right down the street from here. And uh, when they were together, they had such a good connection that they had. And I'm like... The connection that Wagner and I have, people think that we've known each other forever because Wagner just makes fun of me without <laughs> without any problem oh, at all. I don't geez. even know. <laughs> Give her a comment. But just talking about administration, I've been so thankful because yeah. I feel like I've grown so much from just this position, regardless of what I do next year, is like how much I have learned from this year just having yeah. Wagner, Pitt, and Esplin as my mentors Absolutely. and just helping out because they are like – I have always thought of like, you go to some schools and they micromanage every movement. It's like, I'm going to check your lesson plans every single day. I'm going to make sure that you're teaching this. I mean, I was at a school at Mannion Middle School. Um, I don't know if I should be specific about this stuff, but their administration, which I'm going to say Dr. Erbach, um, who's passed away, he was hands off, but their approach was the department was going to make sure every teacher was doing the exact same thing in the class. And for me, who's project-based and outside of the box thinking, I was like, I'm not giving this worksheet out. I'm doing my own thing. And I fought it tooth and nail because I was like, I'm going to do this because I have a vision for what I believe in. And I do believe it works because kids get excited just like they get so excited about the play. 
And like Mr. Walton's class, I was in there today and the kids are excited. And then it makes my job less because they're not going to be sent up because they're excited. Some of the kids that have been in my office, they were made business cards and they were coming up to me and like, listen, I will invest in your company if you invest in my company. And then they start negotiating prices. And that was uh, just a random cool voice. Was that a, did I make the students seem cool? I don't know cool? how much you've listened to the podcast, but he likes to go into voice. I'm great. Uh, I do voice for different teachers. Oh, okay. for, be so ready for whatever have a voice you're going to do. Voice actor. Well, so you you've talked to Mr. Fawcett, right? Of course. So just imagine Fawcett's face. I mean, well, obviously he's not as good looking as me, but like oh, imagine sure. I'm Fa- mm-hmm. I'm I'm Fawcett, and then he talks. He goes, uh, "Excuse me, Mr. Fogler, I believe that technically was not correct. Is that not?" <laughs> oh, and then no and then Shepard Shepard, I did this because Listen, we went we went to my friends. We went to an all you can eat competition, and Shepard. I'm telling you, I've never seen a human being. He was eating the double cheeseburgers, and then he took a break to get sugar and cookies to eat more. So for him, it's like the cookie monster. Yeah, give me food. I love it. And then I do a great Duford because, well, uh, now uh, we are here to gay to uh, congregate together so <laughs> that we can. He's not a southern. <laughs> he does a southern accent. He does. He sounds identical to what I just said. Um, but no, no, I. He mimics your voice. Great. I, no, I, I, it's only if I have like one that comes to my mind when I'm conversating. But like uh, those three teachers, like I, Shepard, I, I, I think I've done more observations on him than any human being ever, just because I go in ways. there to lift weights with him. So. But Marcy, here's the one thing I appreciate. One, you know, you always know your content. But two, that, that extending trust that you talk about yeah. with your your students. But that's also with administration because teachers like you, it's easy to extend trust because you always you make choices that one you follow the school rules, but also you do what's best for the students. And it's so easy when you have teachers like that who use their professionalism that you can trust day in and day out to do what's best for school and the and the students. It's it's it, it almost seems simple. I know it's not. I've been doing this a long time, over 35 years. But you do it so well. Thank you. So, and we awesome. have to thank you. So we're running out of time. We have like three minutes before yeah. our podcasting will cut off. But we have to have some hard-hitting questions. So oh, I, I like have to have this out there. We've been having this debate. I can't debate. wait to hear your response. Best so. Best TV show of all time. Best TV show of all time. Um, uh, well, I grew up on Full House. It's not the best TV show of it's all not. time, but there's That's an element incorrect. of nostalgia. Yeah, to but it's it. incorrect. But it is inc- I, yeah, it's fully incorrect. And it's I, incorrect. So we. What's the stop, correct answer? Stop. The correct leader. answer is not, the be office. The with, all right, I, I, I'm down for that. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Oh, she said yes. Friends. friends, no. It's, thank you. The, uh, thank you. Thank no. you. I mean. Okay, next question. It's <laughs> okay. So, best movie of all time. My favorite movie of all time is The Little Princess, 1994 version. The what? I show it. I show it. You You've must never watch seen it. it. I've never even heard of it. It's oh, called it's The Little Princess. And it's a play also. So, um, again, it's an element of nostalgia. It's one of something my daddy and I used to watch all the time together. I show it in my film studies class. The boys all go, ugh. You don't like the Shirley By Temple the end, I do like the Shirley Temple. Okay. By the end sure. of the film, Stop. they young. all say, the boys say, that was the best movie I've ever seen. Really? It's that a and It's a Wonderful movie. Life. Those are the two movies that the boys in my film studies class yeah. fall in love with. I haven't seen The Little Princess, and I cannot. So I grew up with The Little Princess. Homework. Shirley it's Temple. free on Netflix right now. Really? Yeah. Maybe I'll watch that. But the 1994 version, huh? It's great, yeah. All right. I haven't watched that one. So our lo- uh, some of these questions we have to edit because some of the students and some of the teachers like, don't watch action movies. Do you watch action movies? Sure. Okay, so we're taking who's the greatest action hero of all time. Like if we had them all fight, action heroes. Uh, not the actor. The character. Oh, the character. Yes. Yeah, you'll get yelled at if you say that. I don't yell at anybody for anything. 
I, I as much as I don't want to admit, Captain America is my favorite character. Yeah, uh, well, that's a good answer. He's a I superhero, know. but so we can't have him in it. Oh, but, it has to be a, but, like a real human. Hero. Yeah, it can't. Yeah. Well, no, no, it's like so James Bond. Oh. So okay. it has to be somebody who's human doesn't Jack have superpower. Ooh, that's the first I've heard oh, of Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Have, Jack Ryan's good, and then is it Reacher? Jack. We haven't yeah. mentioned those two, and I think both of them yeah, were fan. were brought up by my friends who listen to the podcast. I'm like, I can't believe you haven't mentioned those two. Yeah. That's interesting you brought that up because they did mention that. Uh, I guess there's a new uh, show on Amazon for Reacher. Yeah. I've got to watch that. Uh, I think my dad read every single one of those books. Like he yeah, loved it, fantastic. and he hated Tom Cruise playing the characters. Like he wanted there to be like a big strong as yes, he was like a big military like six four guy. Um, the correct answer is Arnold Schwarzenegger. The Just so you know. That's not a character. Not. That's an actor. No, no, I'm. But any, oh, okay, wait, okay, okay. Excellent. That's a good point. So, so I will tell you the character. His name's Dutch, and he's in Predator. School. That's where okay. the it's the character. You just but, tagged. Well, that's all right. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Look at him. He looks like an action hero. He is an action hero. Even the actor. Have you seen Last Action Hero? He played Arnold Schwarzenegger in that, and he was amazing in that as well. And he played the character. I can't even remember that guy's name. But I, I like actors who actually have some skill behind them. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, he was Mr. Universe. Hey, he was a fantastic governor, too. It's been a... Yes, it's thank you. He was amazing. He, he was off. amazing at everything he's done in his whole life. <laughs> and if Arnold's listening, you know that. that would challenge that, but I'm not touching politics. Um, <laughs> Okay, so again, we're running out of time. Thank you so much Great for job, coming. Obviously. Thank you so much.